Welcome back to Not 97, the music discovery roundtable built to showcase the best unheard talent around the globe. This is season three's premiere episode with Ian Cervantes, High Stambiety's social media editor, a former writer for Complex, and an illustrious freelancer. The season kicks off strong with Collard, a young Londoner with a knee-weakening falsetto on his latest delivery, Everglade. We introduce Toronto's Toby and his endless flows on the smooth single 4AM. Floyd Fuji's daring brand of future funk is discussed, as well as Adult Mom's Full Screen, a playful, pointed track about gender, amongst much more. Live from only New York, this is not a podcast, this is not a radio show, this is Not 97. Enjoy. Welcome back to Not 97, not a podcast, not a radio show. We are here at Only New York in the Lower East Side, about to kick it off for season three with my man Ian Cervantes. Did I pronounce that correctly? Perfect. Ian, formerly of Complex, currently at High Snobiety. Tell us a little about who you are, what you do. Uh, so I am currently the social media editor at High Snobiety. Done a lot of music in my background. It's not technically a part of my job now, but you know I've done music stuff for Complex. I did a lot of freelancing for Up Rocks, um, Spin, Hollywood Reporter. Like I've I've been around. I've done a lot. Jack of many trades. The resume is deep, and we're happy to have you. All right, we're about to kick it off with an artist that we have. Tried to play in the past. Shout out to our lost episode of season two. Shout out. This is a singer who goes by Collard out of London. He's gotten like low-key love. Um, He's got about 4,000 SoundCloud followers, about 2,000 Twitter followers. He has a Colors Berlin video. This song was released about a month ago and has 11,000 SoundCloud spins. It's called Everglade. Let's play it. Collard. Crap. 
song's heavy mm-hmm. before we get into it though i have to apologize to all of our new season three listeners this let me introduce sorry let me introduce the table we you're got getting mean mugged the by man, these guys dave jones Damn. good evening what it do how are you sir rashad the Yo, dot wave god it's crazy you already listened to a whole song i don't even know who i am anymore <laughs> collard. collard joshua collard's voice incredible so his last name is collard yeah a lot of his songs, and a lot of the times um, he's worked with a producer named Zach Nahome. They just demand kind of attention and patience because that song builds a whole lot until you get to that climax about three quarters of the way through. That hit me out of nowhere. I yeah. was not expecting that. I was saying before, during the song, like, I would love to hear the ad libs on that. I let out a woo. Like, yeah. that That hit me. It hit yeah. me hard. It was nice. Yeah, that, that ending definitely threw me too. I mean, it's such a nice, steady musical build throughout that first three quarters. You know, when the drums come in at first, when the bass comes in, and then it, you kind of just expect this one vibe to stay constant. So that was kind of a, a, a shocking thing, but a pleasant shock. Definitely something that kind of like woke, wakes you up. And like you said, Matt kind of demands that you pay a little more attention to the recording. Yeah. It also pulls back after that. Like it, yeah. it, it builds and builds, hits this climax, and then kind of ends on a more mellow note too which i appreciate it kind of like there's a lot of control there for both singer and production wise the cool thing too about it is like at different points of the song it definitely doesn't give away which direction it's going like at the very top one it's just kind of that mellow piano loop i was not expecting live drums mm -hmm. or yeah. live bass like it could have been something programmed like an 808 or something like it, it could have gone in a completely different direction but the fact that it went to this organic sound kind of made me think like okay like i need to pay a little more attention then as things keep entering it's that same thing then you get to the outro i mean it's just it's cool it's cool it's like yeah. definitely kind of like one surprise after the other and i think we all have to acknowledge those background vocals in the breakdown mm -hmm. just incredible just just and I got to talk about the hook. I mean, I'm a, a really lyric-focused guy. Uh, like, hip-hop is, is the majority of my background, but also just as a writer. So I just love, like, that universality and, like, the paradox of that hook. Yeah. You know, like, how it's incredible that you can find yourself at a place where you don't know how to communicate to someone who you communicate with more than anyone else in the right. world. But that hits. Also, the one line I wrote down, follow your scent through an Everglade, the sweet taste of sin drip like marmalade. That's yeah. how you feel? That's how I feel. Tell us about Melt. This song, uh, I actually discovered, I was on the way back from Woodstock, and I had previously commandeered the ox cord because the driver was struggling. They took it back, <laughs> and then they hit me with this song, and it just blew my mind away. Um, it's this girl and her bandmates. They all went to high school together here in New York. They graduated last spring, like super young. I'm not sure how much I should go into this before, but like they, they have two songs to their credit. Like there are two songs online. And I mean, this one is just incredible. This is Sour Candy by Melt.
how about those pipes? Yeah. That young, young woman has yeah. some pipes. Uh, whew, that was crazy. She reminds me of like my my dad is a huge blues guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll tell me these shows where there's like these wonder kids who like are 19 and been touring for six years. Like I feel like she could easily be one of those kids. The song like matured. Yeah. As it got deeper into the song, I was like, you know, you're like listening to it and you're thinking at the beginning, like the first like what, two minutes of the song, there's just like the vocals and like the bare bones of the beat and then they like bring in all the solos and then you're like, oh, like it's like a thing. I I also (laughs) think mature is like the best word to describe it because honestly, at first with the first half, that first melody, I was like, all right, I fuck with this, but I wasn't like feeling it super heavy. It was a little basic to me to be honest and then once it breaks down the melody changes all the souls come in and then she like flourishes with the vocals at the mm-hmm. end that's when i'm like all in but it took me until kind of the melody switch up in the breakdown to be like okay i'm here that was cool like you you could tell that they're very much students um in a, in like a good way in the sense that like they're having fun being musical there's just strong musicianship that they're not afraid to flex but at the same time, like you can tell their students because of the attention to detail and the arrangement case in point that Dilla breakdown, like maybe a third of the way through. I listened to a lot of shitty Dilla breakdowns. That was not one of them because because the guitar playing was like super fucking Explain on what a Dilla breakdown is. <laughs> the best way to describe it is when a drummer intentionally goes off beat and it could stretch in the way where one of your four limbs is just kind of out of time with the rest of them to the point where it literally just sounds like a bunch of rocks in a washing machine. And there's a balance between those two extremes. But I'm, I, I was impressed with the drumming and the, the fact that like it hinted at that and like in the sense like the hi-hat and the kick were out of time, but the snare and then the left foot stayed in time. But at the same point, like I normally don't hear other elements like other like if you want to call like Dilla breaks like a genre like I don't hear other like genre appropriate elements over that ever and the fact that like that guitar player put down like a spanky slash Isaiah Sharkey style thing on top of that that attention to detail where like you just don't hear that and I was like I was impressed like I had it like in all caps like they actually did that guitar accurately like I was like I was very much smiling because of that. I think another place where you can really hear the youth is is in the lyrics and, and just the tone of the song. Like, mm. you know, it's it's this heartbreaking song and, you know, kind of capturing like the sweet and sour of these memories of someone who's no longer with you. But like it's so it's such a melancholy, like bright song. It's almost just like it yeah. reminds me of like the whackness at the end when Josh Peck is like, you know what, I'm gonna enjoy this heartbreak. Cause like what that first heartbreak is yeah. like it's a it's a new thing in Yeah, your that was life. like the mm-hmm. first thing I was like listening to before all the breakdowns. I'm like, all right, so like what am I gonna like about this song? And I'm like, well, it kinda sounds like like a high school love story type of oh, like no more lazy afternoons and all this. It's like, ah, this is cute. Yeah. And then you like saying they're like young and then it like goes into this complex like breakdown and it just blows you away all the way through uh y'all y'all need some stats i didn't hit you with the stats do you got stats i got stats yeah, yeah didn't forget the stats. the stats where they at got sidetracked uh so they have 29 twitter followers wow not k 29 flex, flex. 2k facebook followers so a little more 870 ig 380 night soundcloud um but despite all of that the song actually came out last summer and landed on the Billboard viral chart. I think it hit number five. It was also on Spotify's Canada viral playlist. 
Yeah, it's wild. And just this is their first song. They're when from I looked New York, it up, but they were on the Canada. Yeah, I don't know if that just means that Canada was fucking with them. Yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, I found Michigan or on the Canada 50 viral chart. Yeah. Um, so, so is the that way, the methodology? So the way the, the Spotify viral charts work is they look at this like ratio of the amount of times it was streamed versus every time it was shared. So the more streams that are generated based off of shares, the more like quote unquote viral it is. So the way to, and then the way to get on the chart is first your song has to clear 35,000 streams and then it has like the streams per share ratio, like with in that market, like in Canada, within like literally all of the Spotify years in Canada, it has to be just like in the top 50 of that. Melt. Inside Melody. Baseball. Veronica. On this episode of Inside Baseball. <laughs> Let me yeah. stay focused. Well, Shot, what you got? Where are we going? All right. All right. So I got my boy, Toby. Toby is from Canada. Pretty low-key guy. You guys know I'm not going to do the full spiel here. We do know. By season three, we season do know. Season three. Oh, yeah. Guessing, you're, you're, you're throwing us for I a loop. Just, just guessing. But Toby's from Canada. That's it. And the song's called 4 a.m. Let's get it. Problem, I'm solving, but I'm kind of getting muddled all the talking. Do your best imitation of a possum, motherfucker. You ain't nothing but a dead man running. The boy tried to take me. scared of you. The boy tried to take I like, oh, you love 
back that's my boy from canada with the vibes mm. with the vibe with the with the 4 a.m with the vibes eh mm. yeah you know uh, in your bag <laughs> he is nigerian and he moved to canada he's like nine years old and uh he says he's been writing poetry and then he just started making music and this is just the energy he came up with uh, i mean it's and to me it was like what we maybe really like this song this week was like uh, he had so many different flows there it was like i i liked his his voice and the way he just emphasized certain little things it was like kind of kind of random i don't know i haven't really heard the that particular flow especially coming from canada but then he still has that canada like essence like all the, the ovo artists and shit like that does he have a lot of other music out it's not a lot of other music out um he has a few like single tracks it's not yeah. like full projects and stuff like that he's made it to pigeons he's like noisies wrote like something about him he was on like a spotify playlist everything you know one of various yeah one of those yeah yeah but he only has like three thousand uh soundcloud followers like 1500 twitter followers 1500 spotify like he's not really big it's yeah. just like he got singles that are just like i think this song has like a, what 26 or 27 thousand plays on soundcloud so the vibe is heavy man yeah it's one of those deep you gotta like get through it you know you gotta like ride out you gotta like really yeah, that's the thing it the structure is like pretty loose but and like you're saying he bounces around with like multiple different flows but so that like really flows. works here it like really that's his style where he can like flaunt little melodies here and there and then cut like a quick eight bars and then like cut out and do a little hook and yeah. it's like all over the place but it captures you 
like your attention the whole way through. I mean, that's what really impressed me. was like the back and forth between all the different flows you had, because I mean, you know, to be honest, a lot of times, like when you have a producer and uh, a lyricist or a rhymer link up, it's, it's sometimes hard for me to separate how much of the, the reason I like this track is because of the beat versus how much of the reason of do I like this track is because of the flow or because of the vocal. And for this, it was like super fucking easy. I mean, his flows are awesome. His voice has such a natural rhythm to it. I mean, from in the intro, even before the drums come in, when he's just kind of doing like that straight ahead, like kind of eighth note thing to going into that six over four feel in the verses to like the Brittany Howard falsetto, like it is power. And I mean, I kind of like too that there's no structure to it. And like you're saying that because it's literally just like him flexing the toolbox. It's like it's like those like w- like the old school like watch dealers who would like open their jacket up and like kind of show off all their shit. It's like, yo, that's what he's got. This is what this he's got. It's like, yeah. yo, check out all these fucking awesome things that I can do to keep this track moving. I hope he didn't utilize them all there. I don't feel like he did, nah. but like I want to I want to see what else he has. I mean, like you said, the flow is like the melodies, the pitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to like more shit. Yeah. You know, I, like I said, this has been like over the past, like late 2017 and like this year that these other blogs are like writing about them. So I'm sure like it'll happen. Between that falsetto you're talking about and that dirty bass line, mm-hmm. there was a lot of stank face going mm-hmm. on throughout that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a fact. Dave. <laughs> Dave, what you got next? All right. Pick number one. Coming back stateside for this one. Uh, this is this guy, Floyd Fuji, the song drama. His real name is Kyle Thornton. He is the front person and main writer in Kyle Thornton and the Company, a band based between Virginia and Massachusetts. This is his first solo project, from what I can tell, and the first single to come out. Came out 22 days ago. In those 22 days, it's garnered uh, a little over 1,600 SoundCloud plays. Um, so let's jump right into it, and then everyone will see very quickly why it's a Dave pick. So once again, the artist, <laughs> Floyd Fuji, with the song Drama.
David <laughs> Floyd Fuji with drama. That uh, drummer was fucking killing it. Yeah. Was that part of your influence oh, there, Dave? The oh, drummer? definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely very much enjoyed that. Yeah, great sounding track overall. I mean, from the production, like those super punchy, gritted up, tight sounding drums with a bass kind of holding down the similar vibe, but still like a super crystal clear vocal that you can really hear and someone kind of doing something fun with their voice. I mean, that's that's kind of what I love the most about it is like you could sing something like this kind of straight ahead, but the fact that he was like putting a lot of special sauce on it, like mm-hmm. really made it a fun listen to me. He puts the sex on it. Like that song yeah. was just sex, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I You're feel right. <laughs> this guy can put out like, I don't know what it even looks like. I feel like this dude could put out a how does it feel video just based <laughs> off his video alone. Probably. Like, no, nah, you're right. You're right. He he definitely had like that fucking raw porn star voice. Yeah. I don't know. That confidence, <laughs> man. Yeah. If you want it, then you need it. Yeah. If this is his solo project, he's definitely one of those like everything artists. Like he can just oh, like, yeah. do it all. And it's cool because he's doing it in a traditional funk setting, but then getting super weird and kind of like futuristic and psychedelic with it. All right, Maddie, bring us back. Round two, around the table. What you Round got? Round two. This is a very low-key rapper who I don't even know how I found him. Somewhere on SoundCloud. He's from the Midwest. Mm. He's from Quincy, Illinois. He goes by Mowgli, M-O-W-G-L-I. This is a song called Dance with the Devil. It's produced by Canis Major. Released nine days ago. Mm. 260 plays on SoundCloud. At least 20 of those are my own. But yeah. Let's get it. Mowgli, Dance with the Devil. Send a text to a chick that I probably wouldn't hit if I wasn't trying to wash away the sorrow. Yeah. You were just another demon, just another thief. And I see what you're all about. You were just another reason. I should never trust these souls. Got me farther. 
I've listened to that song a lot in the last week, and it really has like grown on me. At first, I was just like, all right, this kid's got a cool voice. He's got a cool flow. But after like listening to it consistently, I just really like the whole mood of the thing. Like it really like sets a mood that is like the way I f- phrased it was it's like a like this like post club mood. It's like it's I'm gonna like, tell you what it when is. You yeah, you tell me. To the I'm gonna tell you what it is. You don't even regret the it. The way the way that the mood is set, right? Is set once you realize that the woman is really the devil. In the mood of the song, like, I think he really believed what he was like rapping yeah. and singing about. Yeah. So the beat and the the energy that he's giving off is kind of like, damn, like I just left the club. I just see my girl. She was in there like with this other dude. And now but, I just realize I'm dancing with the devil. Like she's really right. awesome. But it's fucking- and it's and it's filled with like a little bit of regret for sure. But I think he's still like feeling himself. He's still like feeling fly throughout it. You gotta still feel fly. You're I right. mean, he's sad. There's he's a sad. lot of pain in his voice. He's sad. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the moments that really stuck out to me is I, I think he had a line about like hit the bottle, and then right after that, he says, I could and he has that like pause where that really emphasizes the pain and says, give a fuck about tomorrow. Yeah, that, that's real. That Yeah, that really hit you. Like That's the vibe. Yeah, this song, like what I really like about the artist and the song is that it's all kind of unpredictable. Like he comes out of nowhere. He's out of a, a, a small city or town in Illinois. And then he's just got this like heavy vibe. At first he's singing and then he comes in with bars that are heavy. And it's like all of it kind of just just unravels and you don't really expect it to hit. It's also really cool to get an insight on how like someone from small town America, and I'm referring to small town America that isn't New York, <laughs> LA, Nashville, Miami, or maybe Austin. Yes. Has taken like essentially like the SoundCloud hip hop movement and kind of made it their own. Like that very heavy sound, whatever you want to call it from like emo rap to like, you know, Lil Zan's Anarchy or whatever, like, but as just like kind of taking that and put it through this Heartland filter. And this is clearly the outcome of that. And that's what's the Heartland filter that you hear in there? It just sounds different. Like it doesn't sound yeah. like someone else just like trying to copy Lil Peep or Lil Xan. Yeah. It just it just sounds and it feels different. And I think like that goes to like the honesty in the lyrics. I think that goes to kind of like the way he's changing his cadences up in accordance with what he's saying. Like it just seems like the again, like something we talked about, which is was that like in smaller markets you have access to fewer resources and future like fewer inspiration. So you kind of pour over the same things over and over again. So your attention to detail is a lot greater. And like it just seemed like the attention to detail detail here was something that I hadn't heard before in this style of hip hop. Yeah. It's like Kodak Black with more attention to detail. <laughs> you can understand him better. He's he's putting more cadences out there. I mean, also when he started going in, you said Little Peep Lives, which I didn't even think about until you said that. And I was like, damn, there is like a little bit of that in there. For sure. I didn't peep that either until you said that. Yeah. I'm also, I'm very here for the hardcore rock remix of the song. I think that would go really (laughs) well. But like you can hear that. It's like the the Rage Against the Machine remix. Yo, Trash Talk remix. Yes, the Trash Talk remix. This would be nuts. Ian, what you got for us? All right. So next I have a artist who is right on the cusp of your border. I was nervous that you weren't going to accept them. All right, so Adult Mom is uh, led by a genderqueer artist uh, that goes by they, them, Stephanie Nip. This band has actually been around for a little bit and got a little more buzz back in 2015 with the last album. Got some play on like Pitchfork, Stereo Gum, Noisy. But when I discovered them was this last album that came out in April, a lot quieter, um, Soft Spots. And this song is actually the first song I heard 
So let's enter from there. This is adult mom full screen. That is one of the most incredible opening lines I've ever heard. Yes. I mean that like it was like immediately that popped. It was like, holy shit, they said that. That that's funny. And then you're just like, where does it go from here? And it becomes not at all what you would expect. Like, you know, this is very much a song about the difficulties of of being a, a genderqueer person and dating and it's you know I think it, it, it's such an important thing to hear in music you know we're at a place where we're getting a lot more representation with trans people or genderqueer people in movies and stuff but like to see it in music too is great and, yeah. and, you're, and, and it's and heartbreaking it, and, like this story is heartbreaking like you don't have to understand what that struggle is like to understand how heartbreaking this is and you're right that coming at it with that first opening line kind of breaks the ice a little bit yeah it's like a bait and switch right and I appreciate that it's like it's like a charming intro to then like get you in and listening and then break the rest of it down it helps too that they have such a charming like soothing voice I mean that makes me think it's like a hot chocolate voice it's just sweet and makes you feel warm and comfortable I mean it's just beautiful it's not a topic that's sung or just even addressed especially in music 
So addressing it and then addressing it with like such a smooth voice in a smooth way is like, you know, and, and like you're saying, the being switched to it's like, oh, like, all right. Like, I just, we just kind of want you guys to like hear our side of the story type of thing. Yeah. And it just works perfectly. Because it's not preachy. Like, yeah, it's still like nah. a fun, playful song. Yeah, it's very, I mean, I described it at, like, I, I actually took a date to their concert, which was incredible. Their voice was just as good live. And I was like, do you want to go see some kitschy, genderqueer indie pop? And they were like, the date was down. Word. I left out the stats again, which I keep forgetting. Um, it's 12K on Twitter, 3K on IG, and 12K on Facebook. But I, you know, I like to think again, but going back to the representation that, that, that too gives us a reason to, to kind of go aside and, and, and ignore that limitation. Do we know where they're from? Jersey, I believe. They're based Jersey. here. And if you listen to the full album, uh, Soft Spots, as well as the last one, uh, Momentary Lapse of Happily, um, you'll hear a lot of New York references. There's a one that's called J Train and then talks about BYOB spots and the joy of finding a, a seat on the subway train and like how that's a small victory. And it's, so you, you really hear that influence. And, and then they're also a SUNY Purchase alum, just graduated, I last there. And I also see that they are about to go on tour with Lucy Dacus. Yeah, Ooh, go shout see out. it. Dot cool. wave God. I do not have quite a socially dynamic a song <laughs> this <laughs> this week. But what I do have is a very good song. Oh. This is my boy Drelly from Indianapolis. It's like a uh, more dance dance rap esque situation. Here for the situations. So here's Drelly featuring Moyes with Noya. G-Stars on my motherfucking pants leg If it wasn't for you, I'd be a dead man Can't trust niggas, everybody crazy Uh, I'ma slide to my baby Yeah, can you tell me about your nightlife? I just wanna see my girl on a high rise If you know one thing, I'ma ride or die I've been drinking all night, baby, you drive Young Drelly gon' pull up on the south side With the boys in the back like yeah, yeah Yeah, cause we bounce back Yeah, cause we bounce back Young Drelly gon' pull up on the south side With the boys in the back like yeah, yeah Yeah, cause we bounce back Show you the
That's Gold Link's brother. Yeah, might be. Might be. Make him take the wow. uh make him take that genealogy test. <laughs> what is it? Wow. What's that sequence him of numbers? Him and Goldlink are related. Yo, yeah, that's really like just flow. Just the, flow. the flow alone is like okay. And that Gran Turismo like sound. Has anyone ever like I, I I doubt that I come up with anything original ever, but has anyone ever compared that sound to like the music in a Gran Turismo game? Not no. no. It, could be it, it, it reminds like, me so much of that. Like, it, yeah. What the synth strings? Yeah. Or? That's it's just like I'm ready to Which race some really cars like, right now. The pace, honestly, <laughs> that pace that you're talking about, even that Gran Turismo music is like from like teriyaki boys. Okay. Like kinda back in the day, like Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> Style. No, really. Like, this is, like, funny that you're saying So this. I should go back and listen to the Tokyo Drift soundtrack Yo, now? Yo, go back and listen to Teriyaki Boys. Signed by Nigo. Shout out to Nigo. Ooh. So shall go listen to Teriyaki Boys and then listen to Gold Link. I'm like, it's probably, like, the same pace. Now that you just said that, I just thought about that. Because it's, like, <laughs> car music. It's, like, mm. what? I don't know. It's weird. But that hook and those kind of throwback sounds that we're talking about is, like, from a different era. I don't know if it's 90s or even before that, but, like, that I really, really want to show you. That would go hard in the club now, but it is a throwback, like, it's a vibe, early 90s vibe. vibe. Yeah. A little bit of backstory, I guess. From Ghana, but from Minneapolis. You went with like, the heavy African I love these transplants. Yeah, two. Yeah. I got two. Uh, I got lucky this week. Shouts out transplants everywhere, dude. <laughs> yeah, everywhere. It. He got, like, a little pitchfork write-up recently. Fact mag. He's like 3K on Twitter, 3K on Instagram. Uh, the bi- I guess the big thing is like he's only 19. He's done some work with uh, Alan Kingdom. How he got into making music in the first place Ooh, was... Oh, you went in deep. Oh, yeah, I'm, go- I'm going in. He was making fake songs with his homies and then like playing them at parties on like funny shit. Like, yeah, let's just like record some shit and play it. And then like people started liking it. And he was like, <laughs> all right, word. Like, I'll just do this then. I'll just start rapping. And then the final fun fact is his artistic inspiration is Eddie Murphy. Wow. I mean, yo, Eddie, Eddie Murphy well. does have a fire single. Having Eddie Murphy as your artistic inspiration is fucking awesome. This yeah. is a kid who's done his homework a little bit. Like now yeah. if you're, how yeah. old you, did you say he was? 19. Yeah. So like he really had to dig in, you know, or he actually listened to his parents when he said something was dope. Like, So again, smaller market, yeah. fewer creative resources, yeah. go over the details more, come up with something cool. I'm sure his parents had an Eddie Murphy record line around. Yeah. I mean, and he says his influences also like Tyler and shit like that. Sure. And he mm. wants to like make a TV show. And then like this video he has, I was like super cinematic like he has like these you know these Amine Tyler like all these guys that are like doing these super over the top videos and he has like that same lane he also has that same like honestly aesthetic with his music like where it's like theatrical and this is just one one song but all his other songs kind of have like a, a different feel. Like he's that kind of guy where he's just like, yo, I'm going to just be theatrical. Like, I don't know. I'm like acting like literally you can kind of tell once you, once you find out that he's like looks up to Eddie Murphy is like, he's literally, he can act within the track. Like I can literally just sound like this for this song. All right. Last song of the night, pulling it back in for a quick sec. This song is by a band called Dansu. I probably butchered that spelled D A N S U. They're all Dutch. They're from Holland. Shout out to all our folks over there. Van Common, we miss you, but they now live in Japan, more specifically Tokyo and seem to be killing it there. They came out with a song called run about a month ago. It only has 4,300 streams on SoundCloud. Um, it's three of them. 
it sounds very much like another European band of that size, but on that cliffhanger, let's jump into it once again. <laughs> what? The band, yeah. what? Answer, <laughs> huh? the song, Run. Dance it with the track Run. That's a, that's a running song. Great rhyme. I had a lyric that I, I had to. Okay, here we go. Here we go, here we go. I've been talking in my sleep. You were laying next to me. I was like, oh, okay. That's the thing. Like, you know, he said, what he said, I'm trying to, I'm not trying to keep these secrets or something like that. Mm. And I was like, man, I understand. I understand that emotional turmoil. Be open. When you're when your subconscious is, you know You've been talking in your sleep? Nah, not me personally, but you know I feel, not that you know I feel, of. Not that I know of, but yeah. I feel that pain. 
See, this is where you guys kind of have an unfair advantage. At least I can rock on my own song, but since you get to hear them all, like you, you got to bust out that yeah, good it's lyric reference podcast. on his song. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, 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 you do make the, the threshold. One, two, two, three, four. Okay, fair. Yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> no, no, I came up with that on the spot. Yeah, honestly. Okay, I, all right. I, a little bubbly for me. A little commercial. Like, as in, it would fit uh, I mean, beautifully in a car commercial. But come on, Well, I mean, that millennial woo. You have yeah, the little, wait, 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 wait. It opens you right up with it. You can't point out the commercialness of a Dave pick. It doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't, it, there's no point. There's no point. If you look at the lineage. Yeah, true. Why? Because I can back them all up by why they're yeah, still Yeah, like, you always Receipts. have, like, a, a reason. Also, that is a part of Dave's job. Right, that's yep. what I'm saying. Like, he's a professional <laughs> yep. here. Like, yep. aside from it being a Dave pick. What made you pick it? My favorite kind of pop songs always start when there's a good song, when there's super straight ahead writing, and most importantly, when there's meaningful production. And by that, I mean when every element of a song and of an arrangement has a super specific purpose that adds to the overall vibe, that pushes the arrangement forward, and there's nothing else, no other like filigree or ornamentation, much like a famous super producer who's also the background of my cell phone, Rick Rubin. Oh, I mean, it's literally the Rick okay. Rubin playbook. Okay. Everything needs to serve a purpose. If something doesn't serve a purpose, turn it off, mute it. It's like the Mike Dean thing too. If it's not doing anything, turn it off, mute it. And that's why I think I like the song so much. Other than that, like the production was super clean and still had a really good energy. And that's like a really hard balance to achieve. So I was really impressed by that. And yes, it's polished, but it's not overdone. And that's really the balance that I appreciate in songs like this the most and in, in records like this the most. I'm glad that you brought up like the simplicity and I, I'm kind of seeing your mentality because I do agree with it a lot. I don't like a lot of the snobbery that comes like to, to some commercial stuff, whether that's just by sound or actual scale, because there really is an art to making like a great pop hit. Like that's why I liked when people were willing to, like when Justin Bieber came through with purpose, you're like, wait, this actually like has hits so regardless of any preconceived feelings and it's it's not easy as easy as you you know think it may look it's like there it is it is a true skill and that's why only so few people become pop stars like that sure and especially for three dutch guys now living in tokyo like it's this like what a fish out of water that's great yeah it's so weird, but I think that kind of also like there's a little bit of like a quirky fun element. I hate that I just said that, but there's like a little bit of like a quirky fun element in there that you I really like twice. too. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, I hate that I said if, it. So let me repeat it I one wish, more time. If I knew any more about J-pop, I wish I could draw a line. You got to you got to think that this is killing it in Japan. Yeah, you would you would assume yeah. definitely. Right? Yeah, you would assume definitely. Yeah, you can see a lot of jumping up and down to it. I feel like yes, I, they must do a great cover of "I Want You to Want Me." There it is, yo. Bang, bang, bang. Season three kicked off. Episode one, Ian Cervantes. We out here. Yo, thanks. Thanks for having me. I had real imposter syndrome coming in. Yo. Thank you for your time. Welcome. You're welcome. Thank you for your taste. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your picks. Let's hit it around the table. Start out in London. Everglade by Mm -hmm. Collard. Went to New York with Sour Candy by Melt. Then we had Toby, 4 a.m. Toronto. Drama by Floyd Fuji went to the Midwest, Dance with the Devil, Mowgli. Over to Full Screen by Adult Mom, Noya by Drelly, and then Run by Dan Sue. Let's go.